Hey Sexy, welcome to Hit Different, your weekly music culture podcast with me, Mikey Carl, Sophia Molly, Grace Stevenson, aka Janet Planet, aka First Class Bish, her words not mine. Uh, today on this episode we're talking about Super Bowl, we're talking about biopics and we're talking about the career of Confidence Man. about you support apparently i called people cunts the other week if they didn't do this <laughs> i didn't mean to do it someone's like you called me a cunt and like good uh support it different an and, and other mushroom podcasts covering australian music by becoming a subscriber subscribe on apple Podcasts. smash out a review for us tell everybody you've ever met about hit different so we can continue to do this thing in a, in a balmy clammy studio <laughs> let's get into it let's get it done Okay, folks, Janet Planet is here in the house. Quick hello, Janet. Just hello. Cu- come in and tell us a bit about what have you been doing today? It's quite interesting. Um, well, actually, I've been just doing some costume fittings, making some wild stuff. Got a dress with boob cutouts for my lasers. I'm just kind of upgrading my entire, my entire <laughs> wardrobe. Go back, go back eight seconds. A dress with boob cutouts for yeah, lasers? Yeah, well, I have like the laser bra, which I've been wearing for ages. But Are you I working for of... China? <laughs> <laughs> but like I have upgraded it and now I, now I realize I could have a dress. I just had boob cutouts and refreshed the whole look. So That sounds mm. sick. We'll mm. talk more about <laughs> uh, boob cutouts later because I saw you dancing it's at the Lockhart Festival. The oh, so efficiency of it all. Damn good. Um, we'll be talking about Super Bowl stuff later too, as I said, and the incredible performances. But right now, getting into stuff about the new Elvis biopic. Now, I'll be real with you, right? Baz Luhrmann, <laughs> he's been, yeah, I feel like his last few films haven't been very good. Like basically since Romeo and Juliet, I feel like it's been all downhill. Moulin Rouge, I just, it was so really? overblown. Yep, it's just so overblown. But it was, like okay. ev- Like wow. every single scene. It's just like it's overthought and overwrought, and I try to enjoy it. Isn't and that kind that of last the point, though? I'm the problem, okay, as usual. <laughs> Same with Gatsby. I was spared Australia. I didn't see that film. But on a positive note, I watched the preview for the new Elvis biopic, and I thought it looked pretty damn good. I was, thought. Did you? See, was that the trailer where he introduces it? No. Oh my god. Baz okay. So it. go look it up. Set on, it up. Go look it up on YouTube. He's standing at the front of like um, it's like a Warner Brothers lot with this in front of his cinema, um, and he's like introducing the film. But his look—it's like black turtleneck, four chains, <laughs> that's pretty like extra. gold, botoxed <laughs> to filth, yep. glass. It's amazing. <laughs> Mike, it's very unnecessary for him to introduce a trailer. But it kind of makes it. So he's kind of like his films, just like overdone, yeah. extra. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like that he lives his, I know. his look. <laughs> Keep Living talking. His, I'm going to yeah. find a photo of it. <laughs> Please do. That can't be unseen. Mm-mm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I, I showed him my partner. She goes, it looks, what would you say? I actually think it looks terrible. It looks like it will be boring. I think it looks quite exciting. And I, I'm like, so many things have to go right for a biopic, a musical biopic to, to be great, which we'll get into shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess, yeah, sort of those, those things, the look, the moves, the voice, 
the songs and the narrative. That's a lot of things you need mm. to tick off. Um, this guy doesn't look. This guy, I should. Quit he doesn't look anything like Elvis. He doesn't no. look anything like He's Elvis. definitely not nearly mm. hot enough. No, in my humble opinion. Nope. It's, it's an odd. It's an odd choice to get someone that doesn't look like like you, you. The whole time you're convincing yourself that this is Elvis. So I'm sure once you start watching the film, you're like, okay, I guess this is Elvis. But it's odd that they wouldn't get someone or <laughs> use some of Baz's Botox to, to yeah. fix it or something. So Austin Butler's the guy who seems to have a bloody good voice. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that look. It's so good. So Sage is showing us. Um, it's so it good. It looks like sugar kind of. Kind of like <laughs> a bit of sugar. Yeah. Washed up sugar. Yeah, washed up sugar. <laughs> oh, my God. Syrup. It's so good. Sorry. Thank you, Baz. We'll, we'll, we'll pop that in the, um, yeah. in, in the show notes. So he... Has a, a really good voice. I, I think you know he's got he's got he's got the sex the sexy swagger of Elvis, which is great. The songs themselves, they've re-recorded them, so again, it sounds sounds like you know it could be could be really something. Mm. And the narrative, I, I'm like I'm watching this going. This is Baz back on the boil. I think he's I think he's gonna yeah, right. nail it. So I've got I've got high hopes for this film. Tom Hanks as well is involved. Tom Hanks is kind of. Even in the trailer, he does. He's, he's sort of playing. It's Tom Hanks doing a friend of a funny voice, you know. <laughs> I'm your future kid, that kind of vibe. So I didn't really get into him. However, I just yeah, I reckon they're going to stick the landing with this with this film. I'm very keen to see when it comes out. I mean, sort of look at Eight Mile as probably the yardstick of the last sort of you know twenty years in terms of actually getting the real person to play it, which mm. is a brave move mid career, yeah. really brave move. Nailing all the songs, getting you know, getting sort of rights to all the songs when you call me shots. The near misses by my side with Andre three thousand, where Jimmy so Hendrix, the Jimmy Hendrix one, and they couldn't get the songs. So uh, <laughs> you'd be heartbroken. It would be, yeah. and like you, the whole every time turning up to the, the, each day on the set, you must be thinking, "All right, let's let's just plow on through. Yeah, <laughs> you know, let's try hard. and make the best of a of a bit of a crappy situation." Mm-hmm. I thought Elton John's Rocket Man wasn't much good. Again, it's just that really kind of. Every single scene is sort of manicured to to the nth degree. But I, I thought I, I he did. paid for that himself. I think you he did. Can probably and tell. He apparently at the premiere he was crying at the end of it, and I would be too if I saw a film of my life that wasn't very good. Okay, <laughs> I practiced that line last night in bed. Came out all right. <laughs> Honey, what did you think? It's shush. I'm trying to sleep. Um, yeah, I mean Bohemian Rhapsody. It's, it's shown that last few years. It's it's you know it's a time musical biopics. There's a lot of hunger out there. There's a big appetite for them. So mm. I'm curious as to the, as to what. You guys think of of the Elvis trailer and sort of whether you think it's going to be any good, and then just any general thoughts on musical biopics. Um, I saw the trailer. I I was the same. I was just like, this kid doesn't look like like that was my first thought. Second thought was like, why does Elvis have so much goddamn running eyeliner in it? Because it was a lot. Third thought was, I feel like when people think of Elvis, you think of like the really like that there are certain songs you think of, whereas like. Early Elvis, young Elvis, I'm not too schooled up on. So I would be interested to see, like, what he was like when he was first starting out. I think the last time I saw, you know, young Elvis even alluded to in a film was, like, Forrest Gump, Yeah, if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, great scene with the thing. Yeah. Dancing um, on the knees and... Oh. So I, I'd be into that. Mm-hmm. But I... um. Yeah, I think in general, like, biopics can go one or two ways, right? Like... Yeah. Some I really like, other people hate, and some that have, you know, they've won awards and stuff. I'm like, oh, this feels like a bit of a wank. But I guess in all of them, in a way, are kind of self-serving because they have Mm. to be, right? Mm. Like, But how is is this the first Elvis biopic? That's wild. Yeah, that that is strange. I'm I'm going through my mind. I looked at IMDb and do you like Elvis? 
Yeah, I love Elvis. Yeah. I feel yeah. like everyone loves Elvis, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. He's like handsome and has a sick voice. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good dancer. Yeah. Even in his like Vegas phase, there was still like a real so charm odd. about it. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. like, you love it. You yeah. love it. Kind of like your dad. Yeah. Like, at <laughs> yeah. the young kids' party, totally. it's like, oh, look, I gotta love him. <laughs> um, although this is the film that Tom Hanks got COVID on, right? And he was like one of the first COVID cases out on the Gold Coast. Correct. And then he posted it saying, hey, guys, I'm doing okay. And he like, uh, he's, he put a note at the end, there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> he threw that in from League of Their Own. But he put up a picture of how much Vegemite he put on yeah. his toast. Everyone was like, that's too oh, much no. Vegemite. Like, that will kill COVID dead. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was thinking about that. I'm like, damn, this movie's been in the works for years. Because mm, <laughs> mm. I remember when that came out, everyone was just like, oh, my God. Mm, Tom COVID Hanks started is dying. decades ago, like, it feels like. Yeah. It? <laughs> um, so it'll be interesting. Mm. It'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you think uh, of, the, of the, the trailer, et cetera? Yeah, well, I think it looks good. Like, mm. I think that, uh, like, the only thing I'm annoyed about is just he's not hotter. I think that, like, yes. I think they should have prioritized <laughs> that. And I don't think that he actually needs to sing. Like, why wouldn't they just use Elvis's voice? Because totally. you can't really, like, fake Elvis's voice, uh-huh. I reckon. So I reckon they should have used his real voice mm-hmm. and then got, like, a hotter guy to act mm-hmm. it. And then mm-hmm. I'd be more willing to watch it, I reckon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. But probably my favorite biopic would be, like, Walk Hard, which is, like, yes. the, the, yes. the jokey one. Oh, my yeah. God. Which is so, so good. good. I reckon that's the best yes. one I've seen. It's just a rip yes. on it. Yeah. Mm. John C. Riley. That whole drug God. scene where like he goes, hey, you should try this. That is extraordinary. And also all the songs in it are like actually really good. Yeah. Jack, Jack White. It's like you can always like... come in my back door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the pull quote. Please, Courtney, use that. Uh, <laughs> breaking news, filming now in Melbourne, Robbie Williams' Better Man, a new musical biopic. I don't know whether you guys are, no one's talking about this, right? The fact that they're talking about that they're filming Robbie Williams. Yep. Biopic, better man, but he's gonna be a CGI chimp, a CGI what? monkey. Yes, I feel like that's kind of on brand for him. Yeah, I, I reckon, that, and I think it's gonna absolutely slay. The singer will be reimagined as a CGI monkey. Reports from March claim that the fantastical approach will see director Michael Gracie, who also helmed The Greatest Showman, taking Williams' story to the unconventional realm of the animal <laughs> kingdom. Like, <laughs> dudes, to quote so say, I'm here for it. Like, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Like my friend, my, my friend told me it's broken you. I'm so sorry. Uh, my friend told me, he's my like, brain. He's like, I'm like, no, no, think about it. It's like King Gizzard putting out five albums in a year. It's gonna fucking work. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, gonna, it's just the thing where you're like, no, it's better. Like if it's just a normal Robert Williams biopic, unless he's playing himself, you'd be like, this yeah. is shit because we just need Robbie because yeah. no one has the charisma of Robbie except mm. Robbie. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting because I, I mean, it's more interesting him. that it's like mm. Robbie Williams is getting a biopic. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think know we were he at... was. I didn't know he was worthy of that. That's what I, I feel thought. Like he only has like two songs. Oof. I mean, he has a lot of charisma, but like, yeah, you know. he's got Millennium. This is his most underrated track. Uh, Angels, Rock DJ, Rock DJ is the best yeah. one. That always yeah. kills in a set. Have you ever played that in a set? Yeah, we actually set? tried to practice that for like a version. It didn't come off well. Ooh. Yeah, we <laughs> what did you go with? It. We haven't chosen yet. We're still trying to fix something out, but that one did not work. Okay. No. It was good. To, well, yeah. yeah. It's actually a Barry White sample, that the song. Really? Yeah, which I didn't right. know. Huh. Full of scoops this morning. Mm-hmm. By the end of it, we're getting out. <laughs> we're, we're, we're working on it. Uh, we asked because we asked Jake from Ethelophilus who was on this uh, last week. Mm. Yeah, and he was telling us about the whole experience of choosing the avalanche as frontier psychiatrist. Mm. And yeah, just what, what that, you know, that kind of like with the triple J, hey, you need to sort of go, okay. Demographic, which ones are really going to, you know, mm. get a great response? Mm. Like Beck Sandridge, who I love to be. It's mm. when she chose the other voice, John Farnham. 
did not go well. You know, like it's a brave choice, a crazy brave Why? choice. Why? Why didn't it go well? I just remember it got flamed. It didn't what, are people sound... protective of that song? Protective, but so, at but... the same time, it, it, she didn't kind of... So often, like, I'm sure you know, like, when, when you see an artist and the first two songs are like, okay, and then the third or fourth songs, they're really warmed mm. up and it felt mm. like she wasn't quite warmed up enough right. yeah. in, a, in a way. And like, I'm sure maybe they had a, a, a lot of cracks that it tried to change it as well. Mm. You know, uh, like everything about it is like, good on you. <laughs> it's a hard one, man. It's a real, it's a real, mm. like, just kind of like shoot for the stars. Yeah, I think you should only do one that you think you could do better. Mm. But, yeah. I mean, I'm not paying uh, Robbie Williams thinking mm. I could do it better. What, um, <laughs> what, what sort of, what's in, what's in the mix then for the Triple J, like a version? Uh, just pretty much every 90s bang you Love can it. think of. If you, could do, you could do You're Ready for This. You're Ready for This. <laughs> you're Ready for This. We you did try the power. To, we tried to pump up the jam as well, but then we realized it only has like one lyric, so we just didn't really have anything <laughs> yeah. else to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could do that thing where you put two together. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, with Olympia, do that with Beck. She put a bit of Ariel Pink in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you could, you yeah, could blend. Yeah. I just really want to get it out, which which one you're going to do. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. I wish I knew. Yeah. Um, and tell us about any any acting kind of offers. You know, Janet Planet is a really uh, amazing character that you play on stage and sort of wild and sort of angry and aggressive and sexy and all yeah. those things. Well, like, I feel like I'm doing a lot of that anyway. Like, I mean, I'd like mm. to do it. I actually have a friend who's writing a movie at the moment, like in Dublin he's writing it, who's like a good friend of Bono's, and he's like, I'm writing this movie for you, like, to be in it. This could so, be a licorice pizza. Ooh, yeah, I yeah. Apparently I'm some kind of fairy princess. I love but, that. I mean, let's see if I that actually it. comes off. Okay. Let's <laughs> see the Moulin Rouge Kylie Minogue, and then we've yeah, taken yeah. to Janet Planet in, in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, I like Who it. Who would have guessed? I like it a lot. <laughs> cool. All right, well, that's hot. That's a hot, hot little segment, friends. Take it to bam. You can check out other podcasts from Mushroom, uh, some of my best work with Jane Rocker, 180 Grams or One Guitar. Just search for Mushroom Studios in your podcast application. Hey, Sos. Hello. Did you enjoy the Super Bowl last week? I did. I'm still watching it now. Great. (laughs) Legitimately. Really? Yeah. Crucial game and the halftime entertainment brought to you by Pepsi. Yes, was a diggity dope. It was. Have a guess, Janet. How much in total? I'm hijacking your segment. No. Sorry. Have a guess how much in total uh, all those artists: Mary J. Blige, Eminem, Anderson Pack on the drums, Fifty Cent, Surprise, Dre, Snoop. Snoop. Missing anybody? Kendrick. 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 <laughs> how much they were paid in total? Zero dollars. Zero dollars. It's wild, isn't it? Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. And I, and I heard yesterday from a friend that Dre put in eight million of his own money. Yeah, to he make paid it for the. He, well, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure he funded the the desk. The yeah, yeah, the, the whole kind of production side of it. He paid the for Bobby's Bobby's dream house. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Although I do remember, so Mary J. Blige in an interview recently, she mentioned that she and the other performers weren't paid for the halftime show, but also when you think about it, like the amount of advertising, the amount of people who watched it, like the revenue comes mm-hmm. on its yeah. own. Um, I remember when The Weeknd did it in, was it last year? I feel last it was year? last yeah. year, Blinding Lights. Was um, that was a massive thing as well because mm. remember how he was having that massive beef with the Grammys because they wanted him to perform. That's right. And I was like, it's us for the Super Bowl, and he was just mm. like, I'm going to do the Super Bowl. Mm. Didn't get paid for it. 
However, Blinding Lights is like one of the biggest songs ever mm. freaking made. Yeah. Mm. Only boosted by that success as well. Yeah. So in terms of like doing a gig for exposure, mm. yeah. <laughs> that's the <laughs> one you want to do. do. Yeah. That's the one you want to do. Is there yeah. any other that would top that? I don't think there is. The Olympics yeah. ceremony doesn't have the nah. sexiness of a Super Bowl. No, because you don't Cause have you like the billions of dollars of ads that come with it. Yeah. Because people tune into the Super Bowl to watch the commercials as much mm. as they do to watch the, the actual yeah. game or the halftime show. Was it you that told me that you can watch the, the, the compilation? I, I watched the 11-minute compilation of the best YouTube of the yeah, Super Bowl yeah, yeah, yeah. ads from this year. Mm. Easy. Especially. It's incredible. And like the, I think Mary, Mary and Snoop had albums dropping that Friday as well. So, I mean, it's the, it's perfect timing. I feel like I feel like Lose Yourself re-entered the charts. Yep. Really? And it's yep. made Eminem like the first rapper from like the 2000s to have like a billion streams on a song that wasn't made in like this decade, which, yeah, is, cool. which hasn't been done or something to yeah. that effect. Yep. Um, and like, you know, 2001 by Dr. Dre's like re-entered – Doggy style by Snoop Dogg's like they're all just making absolute bank off it, so it's like the best business decision yeah. you can oh, make. Yeah. And you know, even only a few years ago when Maroon Five did it, there was a great tweet saying, "I give that performance Maroon One out of Maroon Five. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, that guy with taking his shirt off is just you, so weird. You yeah. didn't need to. No, there's no. a way to take your shirt off, girls. No, there's, yeah. a, there's a way. Like, Sugar Bones does it well, but there's a way to do it where it's about. The performance and about the crowd. Mm. It's not and, and he was just like, know. "I'm ripped. I've been pumping iron." Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need. You need <laughs> you to will see this. See my yeah. <laughs> if it kills me. So bad. Yeah. Did you watch Janet? Did you watch the halftime show? Yeah, it was so good. So good. I was like screaming. Yeah, really. No, I didn't watch it live. No, but like I watched it afterwards. Mm. But I just reckon like the best part is like the Fifty Cent like coming up out like upside totally. down. And I was like, God damn! Like totally. I thought of doing that. I would have passed out. How's it yeah. bad? You did look. And you look at him like, are you, is he okay? Because mm. like, well, pe- people were go. mad about him being fat. Apparently, I don't think most of it's fat though. He's definitely just rich. He's just like a gorilla now. And when you go upside down, I think gravity naturally makes your face go upside Poor thing. It's like imagine even even working out that hard. Everyone was comparing him to bats, and bats definitely keep their their shape. And so they're looking at him as a bat. Yeah. All right. Bat shaming. Oh, and so you watched it, and so you dug it. And yeah, you, loved you, you, you it. Yeah, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, and I just so like, cause I, I didn't actually know who was playing. Like, I knew that Dr. Dre was playing, but I didn't know about all the extra guests. Unreal. So every time someone kept better. popping up, I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, ah. Sick. That's Unreal. so good. And you so, say, so cool. Super Bowls is confidence, man, <laughs> aspirations. I mean, one day you can yeah. pop up there. I mean, I'd like to get paid for it, though. That'd yeah. be the dream. But see, once you reach that level, you don't need the money. Yeah, that's you know? true. I mean, everyone that's needs true. the money. Yeah, that's why it's all good to say, like, oh, it's a good free gig. But I'm like, when you're Dr. Dre and you're yeah. worth like $100 billion, you're like, yeah. that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. What's the most I'll make uh, it back. ridiculous uh, request? That you, oh, this is for exposure, Janet. You need to do this for exposure. And then so that's one question. And then the second question will be like, you know, what's the gig you've done where you've like just exceeded all expectations yeah. and you did and a lot of good things came from it? Oh, well, most of the ridiculous ones are just people being like, do you want to play my house party? I have like 20 bucks and like you guys can come play and it'll be so cool and you can meet all my friends. And I'm like, no, <laughs> offer me a bit more money and I might yeah. consider it. <laughs> but yeah, like the moment that's probably been like exceeded my expectations was we played like Primavera a few years ago mm, and like and like we were playing 3am and I was like, oh, no one's going to be there, like whatever. Mm. And like we just happened to be on like the main stage at like 3am and, like, the rest of the festival was closed, so this was, like, the only stage open. No. And it was, like, 
20,000 people who had no idea what? who we were, who were just like, Rah! having it. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. I don't even know how they all got down because they were like so mounted, but they did manage to get down, even though they, we weren't speaking in Spanish. So when you say get down in boyfriend, repeat, I think that's like, everyone can hear, yeah, everyone yeah, can yeah. get into that. Mm. Did, and did you, because you, that Meredith moment, which we'll talk about a bit more later, mm. when you got everybody down and then everybody up again, like that yeah, was kind of yeah. like queen making moment so early mm. in your career. Mm. Does that similar thing happen at Primavera? Yeah, it was the same thing, but just like 20,000 people. It was just wild. Yeah, it was crazy. When was this? Oh, like maybe three years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was wild. You had an amazing book. Oh, you got some, your hookups there. Like people are just, there's the confidence, man. Like true to the sort of the title is like, yes, we will headline this festival. (laughs) Like, sure. Get on it. Yeah, Yeah, I I saw Forte at the same stage the night before and he was just like playing by like the full moon and it was just a wild. He's amazing. So cool. He did a really good remix of Tame Impala, Is It True? Yeah, it just oh, came out yesterday. Okay. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. A bit of Fortet. Awesome. Uh, and what's like an ultimate show that you would like to play? Like, you know, would you like to at the top of the Eiffel mm. Tower? Or, you know, what's, what's <laughs> oh, that'd be pretty good. Well, I've always had this dream of like playing like underwater somehow. I don't know how, but yep. I just feel like that would be really epic. Like, that'd be vibey. Maybe like dress up as a mermaid and like swimming in the sink or something. That's I don't cool. know. Maybe, maybe like riding on a dolphin. <laughs> That, that kind of stuff, yeah. I can see you riding on a on yeah, a dolphin. And the dolphin would somehow be like customized to look like you, <laughs> yeah, like have the same face. Like yeah, like laser eyes. Yeah. Laser like, eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, just kind of as extra as fin. possible. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. There's a scene in the Val Kilmer film Top Secret where it's an under it's an underwater fight scene. And it was like so like hard to film. Was it really slow? In a bar. Yeah, they're like in a bar that <laughs> <laughs> it is so sick. It's so sick. And thank you for the intern who will put that into the show notes. All right. Uh, let's let's just keep going. I like this energy roll this morning. It on, roll Love it the on. energy, guys. So much. Um, <laughs> the third topic of discussion is Janet Planet of Confidence Man. Just after this. Janet, thank you for joining us today. You are wearing some incredible fashion your mum used to be your the person who made all your costumes mm-hmm. and uh you had you had to let her go <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've given up on her she was too far away yeah. and also too slow yeah. like i was like mom mom this? Like, pick it on. up mary yeah. come yeah. on yeah. Yeah. before we talk about tilt which is out friday april 1 i tell us a bit about what you're getting dressed for today and uh, and just sort of the, this this fitting and everything. What's 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 going on? Tell us what you're wearing because I could try and describe <laughs> it. I'll, I'll, I'll do a bad job. Well, I'm wearing a misbehave shirt. What is that? This is what yeah. you call turtleneck? Yeah. It is. And yeah. then Valentino pants, which are actually not mine. They're my fiancé's. But I've repurposed them because he never wears them. Well, um, yeah, he, that's you know his loss for <laughs> yeah, being too slow. exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I've just been out of costume fitting, just like making some wild stuff, um, working with an artist at the moment, making like some pole, like movable pole shoulder suits, which is pretty crazy. Love that. Yeah, with wow. with like leather, and anyway, it's very complicated. Like everyone's going to see it. So who's the artist? Um, her name's Laura Banfield. Like she works with like movement and bodies and Great. all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, so I was yeah. very lucky to find her because I was like just like at home and I had like these poles for my garden and I was like moving my jacket and I was like, I feel like this there's an idea. Something. Really? So yeah. that's how it came. You literally were in your garden. Yeah. Well, I just found these bamboo sticks and like I was like, oh, I'll put these inside my jacket as you do. And then I <laughs> did and I looked in the mirror and I was like, this is sick. Why has no one this done this like before? It feels like a Drag Race episode yeah. and I'm here for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe this will be my biopic. <laughs> and then she pulled out. <laughs> this is a crucial scene in your yeah. life where she just went up. 
And how did you find Miss Banfield? Um, well, I have a friend who like, has like worked in fashion for ages and she just told me about this girl who she'd been working with for her fashion label who like does a lot of stuff where like she uses like clear elastic to like suspend people in air and it just looks really cool. And then I was like, Laura, do you want to do this thing? And she's like, I don't know how we're going to do this, but like let's work it out. And so it's been like six months in the making kind of thing. Yeah. But finally saw it come together today. So it's pretty well, exciting. So you've literally put it on today yeah. and you've... Did you like, because you said, I think you can do one song in total? Or? Yeah, well, because yeah. we can't move our arms. So we're going to have to take them off pretty quick. Like, I think like Sugar has like an issue with um not being able to drink beer before the show now because he's going to be like fully strapped in and he'll probably like have to have some kind of camel we'll have pack. Like, yeah, I was going to say yeah. just have like a yep. little... Yeah, a little tube yeah. yep. situation. That could be a fresh look for the, for the next That looks well. like a Madonna head mic. Yeah. yeah, but it's just a little tube. Well, yeah, that's not a bad the, idea. Yeah. The, the laser boobs you were discussing earlier. <laughs> yeah. Aren't real. Yeah. I saw you uh, play recently at Lockhart Festival and mm. you, were, you were just dancing your ass off and nice enough to invite a little old Joey Lightbulb on stage. A bit of dance. Kai was up there. We had <laughs> yeah. the best freaking time. Um, and you were bringing out some interesting moves, including one where you lick your fingers and sort of uh, <laughs> reach for the areolas. <laughs> Keep it cash. Yeah. Someone's got to. Keep it cash. <laughs> Crowd really got into it. Yeah. Um, I read an interview saying you're not a trained dancer. And you, guys, and you said something like, I'm a bit of a terrible dancer, but mm. but that's good that I'm bad because bad is good right now. Yeah. I feel like that sort of also goes with with, with the sound of Tilt. This Tilt's really embracing the kind of that cheesy mm. 90s Belgium throwback rave kind of stuff mm. where it's just like don't think, just have the best time yeah. ever and get into these like chintzy, synthy chords and just go yeah. big, big, big. And to, even just from some boyfriend to go to something like Holiday, mm. which is my favorite track on, on Tilt, I think mm. that's just you've gone up and up and up. Tell us a bit about, um, yeah, about in the studio, just sort of getting to that sound, getting to that place where you, you've mm. obviously all gone, let's just let's just go for it. Yeah, well, like, like we kind of started, like, the process, like, writing with, like, Greg Alexander from mm-hmm. um, New Radicals. Like, we were writing with him. Just As in the dude in, from New Radicals. Yeah, yeah, like, like his, he was, like, a big fan. GTFO. And, and we were just, like, writing with him in Brighton with, like, our friend who's, like, the YouTube producer who just, like, happened to come and like invite us to his studio and so we did like a two-week stint there and we wrote like all these like crazy pop songs and we're like oh my god like this is what the record's gonna be and then covid happened and so like we didn't get to see them for two years and we're like okay well i guess like we'll like write a new record just like the four of us like the old days or whatever and so i moved in with the other two boys so like it was all four of us living together again Mm -hmm. one's a brother one's a lover (laughs) yeah and then there was my best friend sugar bones yeah yeah yeah. yeah. oh no sugar bones is all three no (laughs) (laughs) cash yeah no but um but yeah and so like we just kind of went back to basics because like when we were writing with greg a lot of what he was doing was like we'd have a beat or whatever and then he'd just like sing like straight off the top of his head and it was kind of like what first came into his mind when he hears the beat mm-hmm. and I think we'd been like overthinking things and being like well you know like don't sing into the mic until you know exactly what you're going to do or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. and I feel like that was kind of like toxic for creativity because mm-hmm. it needs to be like automatically like just natural yeah. and so we started doing that again and we were like all right, we'll just get drunk heaps and like sit around a shitty mic like in the kitchen and just like, you know, happens. just see what happens. And I think like a lot of the songs probably shouldn't have happened, but they kind of came from this like drunken 5 a.m. rant. Yeah. Example? 
um, pretty much every track on that record yeah. was written about 5am and then we'd always like repurpose it and be like get rid of that part where like yeah. she says bomb 15 times get rid of that and then like you know keep the good parts yeah so it's just been kind of like yeah like all off the top of the head kind of stuff and then we like usually add lyrics later mm-hmm. yeah that's cool it's yeah. changed from the first record where we started with lyrics first yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah and do you jump on the tools at all and instead of like contributing oh like I play one? piano and stuff yeah. but um but like yeah usually I let Reggie kind of do that I just yell at him most of the time. It's mostly yeah. all of us yelling at Reggie. Really? Yeah, and then him kind of freaking out and doing what we tell him and then eventually <laughs> freaking out, running out of the room, and then Clarence takes over. That's yeah. cool. You've got, you've, got, you've got your system down. That's your yeah. MO. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting because you've got lots of fans in the, in the dance community. Mm. Alkan, who I love, CC Disco, mm. who's uh, our... Uh, a tallow house bogan queen um, i told her that she's like yeah put them on by totally enormous extinct dinosaurs and daniel avery all of whom have done remixes on this album mm. uh tell us what, what how they how's the remixes sounding oh this? great we have some other ones in the pipeline that i can't talk about yet because we haven't well, received you, can, you them. can tell us one yeah. <laughs> well i want to see it that it actually happens first, yeah because it's very true, unbelievable true, true, true. that we would get it but i'll see oh, if it happens first oh god yeah. international no no, that's all. Flume. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Here, Flume. No, no, no. We'll keep, keep it quiet. Fair enough. We'll, we'll, keep we'll it on the Yeah, it's been awesome. Like, people always seem to like like remixing us, I think, because our stuff is a bit silly and mm. fun. And mm. yeah, like Errol's remix is probably my favorite so far. Mind you, I love the Totally Extinct Enormous Dinosaurs one as well. Oh, so good. It's yeah. really good. So Sucks. good. And you tell us about the uh, filming the clip for it feels like a different thing because mm-hmm. uh, I think it was it Johan from IOU's his mum says it looks like <laughs> quite a big budget clip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it know? wasn't even big budget. Like Phil's just like the director is just absolutely like a full gun singing cowboy. Like <laughs> we had no plans. Like we were just like we're going to drive out to the desert. Like maybe like hire a fancy car at the airport. Mm-hmm. And we just like got to the airport. There was like an orange Mustang, and we're like, well, going to get Obviously. that. <laughs> and then Duh. just like drove it like eight nine hours into the desert. And then when we got there bill was like all right i'm just gonna walk around like find some random locals see what cowboys are keen to like blow stuff up where, for where, us. where was this, this it was in cooper pd yeah and out there it's like fully like wild <laughs> yeah. west stuff like it's, no one yeah no one gets in trouble for anything like the police uh-huh. are driving past and we're like you know speeding around like sugar's driving the car and like every scene mm-hmm. and he's like knuckles are like white like at one point like like, at one point, Bill was like, you need to drive faster because, like, in video, like, the cars move slower. Yeah. Like, it makes it look slow. And, like, he, like, looked at me and he's like, my mom's going to be so angry when he sees this film clip, <laughs> when she sees this film clip. And then he, like, just, like, floored it and just, like, oh took off. And I was God. just, like, trying to look cool. And then they're, like, freaking out. Like, Jeez. Oh, man. It was wild. That's a full, yeah. I like yeah. the sound of this cowboy. Mm. What's, what's the director's name? Bill, Bill Bleakley. Bill Bleakley. Yeah, yeah. He's amazing. He did the holiday one as well. So good. And I don't know how he managed to get that one done either because it was like too windy for the hot air balloon. Mm-hmm. And so like the hot air balloon guy was like, oh. oh, like we can't fly, we can't fly. And somehow he manages to like talk the guy around. <laughs> and so like flying up into the air and everything's like moving and like it's like so <laughs> catastrophic. And then it, like it just comes down, crashes down on the earth and we're like almost falling out. Like it was definitely not as calm and relaxing <laughs> as it looks. In the film, it looks great. So we set you up <laughs> in a hot air balloon. I make so many stories. Let's look at the Herald Sun. I've like hot air balloons crashing here and don't tell me. No, no, I can tell you now. You're fine. You, you survived. You, you, Am you, I fine? You're in one piece. I don't know. Yes, this is all a dream. <laughs> oh, good God! I always hog our guests. So say as I always say. No, I um, <laughs> it, it's wild again. T- thinking about being put into perilous 
mildly perilous situations, mm. but then the payoff being so worth it. I was yeah. saying to Mikey in the car on the way over, I think the first time I saw Confidence Man was at The Great Escape mm. in Brighton in like 2015 maybe. Mm. Yeah, it would have been 15. And you were playing in Comedia, mm. the like dank basement. <laughs> have you ever been there? No. Have you? Yeah, okay. No. So it's like low ceilings, like yeah. low roof in the middle of the day. And I think I was still a bit jet lagged. So I was just like, okay, cool. I don't know if I'm necessarily ready for like a full confidence band show, mm. like two o'clock <laughs> in the afternoon, but I'm here for it. And I just remember like it got like it went zero to 100 real quick for like an industry show in the middle. And people were just like, oh, we're just going to rock up and see some Australian bands. And all I remember is like, you guys trying to do choreo, but because it was so packed in. <laughs> And, like, the barrier between the crowd and the stage mm. was, like, that. And I was, like, someone's going to get kicked in the head. <laughs> oh my God. Like, Sugar's, like, limbs are going everywhere. Like, mic stands are going yeah, off the, off the yeah. front of the stage. I was just, like, how do they feel about this? Because it's, like, it was such a unique brand of chaos. And every mm. time I've seen you guys since then, I was just, like, it's got to be a special type of like confidence and insurance that needs to be taken out before like a film oh, clip or totally. before a stage. I still don't know how people like let us get away with half the stuff we do. Like, and, and, and you know, like there was like one time I remember I was like doing a knee slide and then like Sugar like picked up like the microphone stand and he just like went to like do like, you know, like hit, like do, yeah. do like a pretend hit like bat or whatever. And I just happened to be going like directly oh underneath gosh. him at the same time. There's a video of it and like I fully almost die. Like oh it's like God. two centimetres like above my head and like this Jesus. heavy mic stand. It's crazy. Yeah. Have you done a, what's the worst injury you've done on stage? Oh, I don't really hurt myself because I'm pretty safe because, like, I'm, I'm like, a good dancer so I don't need to, like, show yeah. off, like, what Sugar does. But <laughs> Sugar, like, falls off this – has fallen off a really high stage, like maybe six metres <sighs> at this um, gay festival, Mighty Hoopla in the UK. There was footage of this as well. He, like, fully fell off, like, landed on his back and then oh crawled God. up the side of the stage, still keeping his sunglasses on and still holding a bottle of champagne. And he was, like, all <laughs> bleeding across his back and, like, he stood up and started cheering. And then the whole crowd, like, went wild. They're like, wow. yeah. He's alive. And I had no idea. I was there. I was like, why is no one looking at me anymore? <laughs> Annoyed. About me. Do you bleed for your craft? Can I do yeah. you bleed? At a gay festival with his rig out, you know. Yeah. They were just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I know Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Hey, uh, do you want to stick around for the bonus episode about music that hit different for you? Yeah, sure. Sounds right. good. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we're just going to get a bit of fresh air. Check on my daughter. It's bring your daughter to podcast day uh, here at Mushroom. <laughs> Friends, thanks for listening. Tell everybody about Janet Planet and Tilt and Confidence Man. Tilt's coming out April 1 on IOU. Fresh energy around the band. A lot of excitement and a lot of throwback 90s rave bangers. <laughs> thanks, everyone. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.